Well, good Thursday morning, friends. It is just after 8 o'clock, and that means time for Taste Test Thursday here on 95.3 DNH. I'm your host, Adam Owens, and joining me on the line today is Jessica Ann from The Happy Mama Place. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Now, Jessica, you are a, uh, now correct me if I'm saying this wrong, you are a a doula? Correct. How do you, uh, first of all, how do you spell that? You spell it D-O-U-L-A, okay. however, it's pronounced D-U-L-A. Okay, right, so you don't really say the O. But wh- uh, now, no. now, I have a vague idea of what a doula is. Now, it's something to do with pregnancy and birth, right? Correct. Okay, uh, so, be more specific, though, tell me. Sure, so basically what a doula is, is a doula provides emotional, physical, and educational support. And what that really means is, all right, so physical support. So during labor, um, sometimes labor stalls out or labor starts slowing down or completely stops. So there's different things that we can do to help labor progress, like different um, gravity enhanced positions. Or if mom, a lot of times we always hear, oh my God, I had so much back labor, um, so that tells me that, you know what, that baby may not be completely aligned up in that pelvic brim, and maybe maybe baby just needs more space so baby can navigate. Because the whole time during labor, the baby's turn coming down and has to turn and come out. So there's different techniques that we can do to help free up some space. We do some sideline releases. Um, I'm also a massage therapist. So I kind of implement that into my doula support as well, where I can massage the hips, um, loosen up the pelvic ligaments. Okay, so and, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. It sounds like it sounds like there's a sort of a, a lot involved in uh, six, the successful delivery of a baby that you're able to help with, but. Um, there's also kind of a lot that goes on before delivery day, and there's also a lot that goes on after the baby has joined us in the world. So we're going to talk about all that in detail, but I kind of want to find out what the path is to becoming a doula and also kind of what you're up to at the Happy Mama Place, because I had a chance to check out your website. It looks like there's a lot going on, some of which is not necessarily directly connected to you know the birth process. Some of the stuff actually might be kind of appropriate for, for dad even to, to, to check in on. So Jessica, let's start a little bit with your, your backstory. Where are you from? I'm actually originally from Brooklyn, New York, and my parents moved here in 1995, so I was about in ninth grade, to uh, Hazleton. So you did high school in Hazleton, huh? I did, I did. It was a different world back then. So you're growing up in Brooklyn, I mean, you're, you're right outside New York City, you've got the whole world at your fingertips, it's incredibly diverse, it's a huge place, and now Hazleton is a, prob- a little different, right? Yes, yeah, a little bit different. Uh, what was so that? it's kind of... What was the transition it was kind of like? I was lost in between because it was like I got a taste of Brooklyn because I left there so early on. And then it was like Pennsylvania. I just remember the first day I, I came, we were driving. I just seen trees. I just, I was crying. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many farms. Oh. It was just a different, <laughs> it was a different life. I'm like, how are we going to exist out here? <laughs> it's a whole different world. Well, you, you seem to have done quite well. Uh, uh, high school in Hazleton, a uh, different experience than your, your schooling in Brooklyn, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, uh, how, how big of a high school were you at? Um, Hazleton area, um, it's much smaller than it is now. I think there was, I, to be honest with you, I don't even know, maybe a thousand in my graduating class. 
Sub- substantial. Yeah, yeah, substantial, but uh, nothing like a big city school. Um, being kind of, you know, out in the country uh, gives you an opportunity to kind of t- pursue a lot more outdoor nature kind of activities. Would, are you outdoorsy by nature or? I am, I am. I hunt. Um, I went boar hunting a couple years back, and I shot the biggest boar out of 10 guys. Gutted it down myself. It was very interesting. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and uh, after high school, I mean, did you have a plan for your life? Did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? Yes, I wanted to be an accountant. Um, oh. I actually worked in high school for my uh, my accounting teacher's accounting firm, and um, I went to Bloomsburg University. Whoa. Yeah, and... I don't know, two years in that, I was like, you know what? It just wasn't for me. So, and then, um, so I took some time off. I started getting into massage therapy. And I'm like, you know what? I really should have a college education. So then I went back to school, studied business management. And um, I got pregnant with my first daughter. And I'm like, I can't work and go to school and have a baby. <laughs> It's a tall order. So hang on. So you've got you've got like math chops. It sounds like, yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. So, but then you kind of you got into the accounting program at a college, and it just kind of it wasn't right. Um, but but you you sort of you 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 paused. You came back in, and you you did know that you needed to kind of finish follow through with college, and you, you kind of you got into this this business angle, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that seems to uh, be a pretty good setup for well, becoming an entrepreneur, which is essentially what you've done with your life, right? Absolutely. So you've got this kind of toolkit under your belt after college. Now, m- massage therapy, you said, that's uh, that's quite a departure from accounting. How did you wind up in, in that? You know, a friend of mine owned a chiropractic office. And back then, you didn't need um, to have a license to, do, to practice massage therapy. So he trained me and he had a physical therapy department. So I got a lot of my um, experience from hands-on working with different types of therapists. And then I actually went back and got my license. Cool. Because then back in 2012, you were required to have a license. So you are a licensed massage therapist and you are also a a, a degree holder in what what business business management, did you say? Yep, business management. Hot Mm -hmm. dog. Wow, you kind of got it all going on right now. So, okay, so you wrap up business management and... Do you go manage a business or are you kind of staying in the massage therapy field? How do you transition to this, to the doula thing? Well, I got pregnant with my first daughter. Right. And um, during, I was taking a class at the hospital, Hazleton Hospital at the time it was called. And um, I took a a certified, not certified, I'm sorry, took a CPR class. And Mm. the instructor's like, does anyone want a doula? I'm like, a doula? What is a doula? Right. So like someone to help you during pregnancy and labor. I'm like, oh my God, that's totally what I need <sighs> because I envision labor being very painful. Okay. Yeah, I do and too. And <laughs> screaming, right? Yep. And I'm the type of person when I get my blood taken, I have a tongue depressor in my hand. They're wrapping it up in paper towels and I'm biting on it looking the <laughs> opposite way. <laughs> I'm like, how in the world am I going to have a baby? Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, completely sign me up. And uh, she was a massage therapist as well. So um, my whole time during pregnancy, I seen a massage therapist. I um, I was seeing a chiropractor, and um, I had a really great experience. My daughter actually was born on her due date, which only five to seven percent of babies are born on their due date. Um, and it was great. I mean, she was there. If she wasn't there. I wouldn't have been able to do everything 
without her, I wouldn't know, you know, when is labor starting and, you know, how to alleviate all that pain. But she was mainly there, mostly emotionally. Huh. So I was petrified. Yeah, I, I, I can um, only imagine. I can only imagine. So is it like, is a doula kind of akin to like a coach? It's kind of like a coach. Um, it's there for mom and dad. Yep. So we kind of empower dad to take an active role in the labor because dad's just as lost as mom, if not more lost. And sometimes dad can feel helpless if mom's in pain and doesn't know how to help. So, and that's where um, the education also comes in as a doula. As I mentioned earlier, we provide emotional, physical, and educational support. So during our second prenatal appointment, we'll discuss a birth vision. And we kind of like line out what you envision your birth to be like. What are some of the birth options you have at the hospital? Um, And everything I provide is evidence-based. So it helps mom and dad make informed decisions about the way they want to birth their child. So you're kind, of, you're kind of making a game plan before the game starts. Whereas if you were to try to make all these decisions once the labor starts up, you're, it's gonna, it's a, uh, impossible to really think with a clear head. I can imagine once once you're kind of in the thick of that, but you, you get a chance to approach us with a clear head ahead of time with all parties involved, right? Absolutely. And it's not so much about, you know, you're making your decisions because birth is unpredictable. Mm. It's more about having some tools about being educated so when these conversations or things arise, then you know how to tackle them. Okay, all right. And that's kind of why I like to call it a vision rather versus than a plan, because the plan sounds so definite. Right. Where a vision, we can alter it. You're at, that makes a lot of sense actually now that you say it, but yeah, nothing. It's a, it's a very natural process, and things happen, you know, unpredictably sometimes, and you need to be able to move forward confidently uh, if if things take a, a little bit of a change. Uh, my guest is Jessica Ann from the Happy Mama Place. Uh, the Happy Mama Place, and Jessica is a uh, doula. We're learning more about what that means, and we're learning more about what is available at the Happy Mama Place. It's a, a lot of different services, including massage therapy, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that, those are magic words to me. So we're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we'll talk a lot more about the birthing process, how a doula is involved, and how you can reach out and connect with Jessica and at the Happy Mama Place here as Taste Test Thursday continues on DNH. And we're back for Taste Test Thursday on this June the 4th. Kind of amazing to think that we're already into June. I'm your host, Adam Owens, and typically on Taste Test Thursday, my guest joins me in the studio and we chat about their life, their work, and their taste in food. Now, lately, things have been a little different. All my guests have been connecting with me remotely, and it gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome Jessica Ann from the Happy Mama Place back to Taste Test Thursday. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. Now, the Happy Mama Place uh, is it's your business. You are the entrepreneur. Are you the sole uh, employee? Is it just you? It's just me. Just you. Okay. Uh, sole proprietor, I guess we say. Uh, it was just yeah. you. It's just you and whoever you happen to be working with. Now, uh, the Happy Mama Place works with uh, expectant mothers uh, as well as fathers, right? We were saying a little bit earlier that this is kind of a, a team sport. Correct. Uh, what kinds of, uh, first of all, the word doula is kind of a new one to me when it comes to, you know, the process of a birth. Uh, the word midwife, I've heard a lot. Now, can you kind of help me understand the difference between a doula and a midwife? Sure. So basically a doula is a support person. They're going to support you during pregnancy. They're going to support you during labor. They're going to support you postpartum. They don't do anything clinical. So we're not doing any kind of cervical exams. We're not taking blood pressure. We are not um, making any kind of medical decisions for you. Okay. Whereas the midwife would be like an OBGYN. 
they're kind of, you know, making sure your blood pressure is good. They're doing blood work with you. They're doing cervical exams. They're the one who actually catches the baby when the baby's born. But you sort of help prepare mom and dad for that whole process and you help do you, you help them through it? Are you there at, at the birth? I'm there for, at, the birth, at the birth. I'm actually there during labor. So when mom goes into labor, she calls me and like, hey, you know, I think things are picking up and I would really like for you to come join us. Um, and for every person that's different. So sometimes I'm at a labor when mom's early on in labor, when it first starts, or I'm there when, you know, things pick up and things get intense. And mom and dad are like, you know what, we would feel really comfortable if you can come join us to let us know, you know, what's going on to understand each stage and some comfort measures are, especially for dad, because sometimes labor can be very long. It can be over 24 hours and dad needs needs to rest. Mm -hmm. So dad can feel safe that, you know what, someone's with mom, why I can take a break. So when baby's born, dad can be an active partner and help mom with baby so mom can rest. Now, generally, how early on in the process do you get involved? Or I guess maybe is it different for every every family? It really is. Um, so some parents will book me six weeks when they're six weeks pregnant, or some moms book me the day before. Wow. Okay. Their labor. Oh it's wow. Just really, it's just a big range. Uh-huh. And, and, um, where, uh huh. And and what's your sort of home base? Where are you located? Are you in Hazleton still? I'm actually in Drums, which is right outside Hazleton. Okay. Uh, the Happy Mama Place is in Plains. However, I travel outside. I go to New Jersey. I go to Philadelphia, Bloomsburg, Honesdale, Scranton, Wilkesburg, oh, wow. the Lehigh Valley, all over the place. What's the... What's so within the... A, a three-hour range. All right. So, you, okay. So, you will travel. Uh, what's, what's, the, what's the way to reach out to you? Is there a website for the Happy Mama Place? Yep, it's uh, thehappymamaplace.com. So, um, it's thehappymamaplace.com. Very convenient, very easy to remember, thehappymamaplace.com. And now, is this the kind of thing where, you know, families need to contact you the, a year before they get pregnant to make sure you're available? But no, you just said, in fact, that you, you some people will call you the day before, right? They do. And according to whatever my schedule allows, I only take between four to five births a month. Um, so I can assure that I don't have to have a backup, even though I do have a backup. Um so it's kind of first come first serve basis. So as long as I'm not booked, I'm I'm able to be there. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about the the sort of the toolkit that you have at your disposal and the toolkit that you kind of help to, to to hand off to mom and dad both uh, before, during, and then also after the birth. Uh, you had talked a little earlier. We kind of talked about some of the massaging kind of things you can do to help to orient or align baby correctly as they come through for delivery. What else is there? Um, so there's counter pressure, there's water therapy, and that's kind of the stuff we go through our second prenatal appointment before we talk about the first one, we're making a birth vision. Mm-hmm. So now we're here, we're close to 36 weeks. So now I, I go to mom and dad's house, we do a tour and we look at different things that we can utilize, you know, at, um, a counter space. Can mom lean over this during labor and when dad's giving her some hip squeezes or some counter pressure, what does your shower look like? Does she have a shower head that comes down where we can move the shower head across her back to relax all those muscles? Um, what kind of tub does mom have? Is it big enough for mom to relax in it with dad during labor? Because if labor gets too intense, the bath is the greatest tool in the world. It kind of slows things down because we're no, in no rush, right? We want things to be comfortable for mom. Mm-hmm. And it just, as those muscles relax, baby's able to come down easier. So and those are just some of the tools. So the, now this is, um, this might be a weird question, but, uh, <laughs> home, home births versus, 
I don't know, hospital births, I guess. It, some some families have a choice. They want to kind of go one way or the other. Sometimes sometimes the choice is sort of made for them if things get a little hectic uh, or, you know, unpredictable, as we were sort of saying earlier. Are you, are you uh, able to assist in home births as well? Absolutely. So a home birth, you have to think it's kind of almost the same thing as a hospital in the respect of the midwife is just there to catch the baby. Mm-hmm. So you're going to call the midwife when your labor is picking up and she feels baby's coming close and that's when she comes. So the doula is the one who goes early on before the midwife even gets to, to your birth because she's the one that's supporting you up into the point where you need to call the midwife for the midwife to come and catch your baby. It, it sounds like the doula brings a lot of confidence to the party. Does that sound right? Confidence, comfort, yeah. security. That those are all probably very welcome things to a mom, especially to a first-time mom like now. So you had your first baby, uh, and you had a doula helping you, right? Yes, correct. And, I mean, and would you have done it differently? My first baby was in the hospital. Uh-huh. Yes, definitely. Um, so I have two babies. My first daughter, she's 13. And then my surprise baby, Cora, she's 16 months. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So when I got pregnant, I was really excited. It happened two months after we opened up my physical location. Um, as we say, things are unpredictable. Um, and she was supposed to be my home birth baby. We just bought this gorgeous house and drums, lots of land. I was going to have her in the gazebo in the winter. We were going to put some heat lamps out there. Um, my favorite midwife was going to come and join us. And I had something called complete placenta previa, which basically is my placenta co- was covering my cervix. So I had to have a C-section. Whoa. Yes. Uh, so... But I was fortunate. I was able to plan my labor, my uh, pregnancy. And I think that's really important nutrition-wise, exercise-wise. I got to choose my doctor. um, And I I got to choose the way my postpartum was going to be, what that looked like. And postpartum is so important. We're always so focused on pregnancy. We're focused on the day of labor, birthing the baby, but we never think about postpartum Ooh. and that's so important. So I tell you what, let's take a little break here. When we come back, you, you mentioned, a, you, you hit a, a buzzword for me, which was nutrition. And we're going to talk about food when we come back. But, but I also definitely want to spend some time talking about uh, postpartum because you're absolutely right. You know, I just see the miracle of birth. I see how phenomenally incredible it is that, you know, human beings can make other human beings. And then there's this whole chapter that happens after the birth. And uh, there's some incredibly important things to talk about there. So Jessica and I will be back. Jessica, uh, Jessica Ann from the Happy Mama Place and I here on Taste Test Thursday. And we're back for Taste Test Thursday here on this June the 4th. Good morning. I'm Adam Owens. My guest this morning from the Happy Mama Place is doula Jessica Ann. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here, Jessica. Now, we've talked a lot about the process leading up to birth. Uh, we've talked about some of the, the tools that you can help mom and dad use during labor uh, leading up to birth. But we talked uh, at the end of our last segment about you know, postpartum after after delivery day and how important that is as well. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. Okay. So now, right, <clears throat> you had a baby. It's great in the hospital. You have the nurses there. They're helping you. They take babies so you can rest. They're waiting on your hand and foot, mm. right, basically. Sounds good. But what happens when, when you get home? So now, you know, the n- lactation nurse is no longer there to help you breastfeed. Um, your milk supply may be an over or a surplus. How do you handle that? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't have enough milk. 
maybe baby's losing weight, and how do you handle that? Uh, so this is where the doula comes in and, and supply. She's calling in, checking in on you. She's doing your postpartum visit. So you have two prenatal visits, and then you have a postpartum. So now we're going over, and we're giving different suggestions, different holds. Um, nutrition plays part. You have to consume a thousand more calories when you breastfeed. Whoa, a thousand! Yeah. That's like that's like ten Snickers bars. Yes, that's <laughs> constantly eaten, and you want to make sure you eat in stuff like a great way to increase your milk supply. I have an, an awesome recipe for lactation cookies, and basically what it's made it what made with is rolled oats, flaxseed meal, brewer's yeast, chocolate chips. Believe it or not, All right. cranberries. Almonds, uh, brown sugar, white sugar. Oh, so you know, I was going to say like, okay, obviously not Snickers bars, but uh, these cookies sound not too bad at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, and they they yeah. they promote lactation. They how how does that work? They promote. So they promote lactation because of the rolled oats in there, the brewer's yeast, the flaxseed meal. Cool. Those are all key ingredients, as well as almonds. Very, very cool. So, you know, we are we are bio, biological machines and we need fuel and the fuel we put in ourselves is food and water and air and we have some choices about the food that we're going to put in. And boy, if you have a baby coming, I guess those choices are incredibly important. So we had talked a little bit about nutrition uh, before we went to break, but now we're back and I kind of want to talk a little more about this. What are some nutrition tips you have for expectant mothers and, and I guess for also for postpartum mothers? So for postpartum, there's a great book I always highly recommend. It's called The First 40 Days, The Essential Art of Healing. And it's based off of Eastern medicine. And um, basically, their theory is you should put everything warmth back into your body. So there's something called a 20-day waiting period where you're not supposed to really get out of bed. Um, you're supposed to have like someone come in and make your meals for you. That's what meal preference is really important. And we talk about that during our second prenatal. What would your postpartum plan look like? Is, is your mom going to come help you? Um, some meals, to, um, to meal prep, bone broth is huge during pregnancy. Yep. I always recommend my clients to bring bone broth to the hospital because a lot of times um, they put you on a clear liquid diet. And the broth that they give you in the container, it's, it's not the greatest, but if you have your bone broth, which is rich in nutrition, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's filling you up and it's giving you everything you need for energy. So, and then postpartum, yep. it's great as well because you're putting that warmth right back into your body. So you, to the, what did you call it? This this twenty day uh, waiting period. This is after you've yeah. given birth. You really, your mom should be just mellowed out as much as possible for, for a good 20 days, yeah. you're saying? Okay. For a good I, 20 days, at least 20 days. Mm-hmm. So going back to work, not advisable. Yes. Okay. No. Yeah. And you where know, we see moms, like they're always out and um, running around with the baby at first. And the reason why they want you to sit for 20 days is your pelvic floor needs to heal. Mm. So we always hear a lot of times moms, oh my God, I sneeze and I pee myself. Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's because the pelvic floor is so weak. And at that point, you should see a pelvic floor specialist, a physical therapist, and they can help you with that, with those muscles, how to tighten them up. Right. So that part of your body has just been through a pretty substantial amount of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but a, a substantial delivery process. And it, it needs a substan- an equally substantial amount of time to just going to get back into shape. And at some points it might even be necessary, like you said, to bring in a specialist to help with that. So yeah, pelvic floor, that's like when you, um, when you sort of clench your, clench your butt cheeks together a little bit, is that kind of that, that muscle a little bit? 
It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Um, so, well, we're, we're, we're starting to run low on time here, but I kind of want to talk to you, Jessica, personally about food here. Um, wh- what kind of stuff are you eating these days? Uh, with quarantine. Right. I try to stay relatively healthy, Good. but sometimes it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. But um, I kind of stay on a high-fat, low-carb diet. Okay. Um, during, during pregnancy, a great book to read is Real Food for Pregnancy. Okay. And I kind of follow that now because I, I cooked with that uh, during my pregnancy. And it's basically saying, hey, you know, the RDA says stay away from this, stay away from that. But you know what? If you're having vegetables, you can throw all that butter on there as long as it's grass-fed, organic butter. That's great for you. You know what? Eat those egg yolks. So I eat a lot of eggs and um, whole foods, a lot of vegetables. It's cool. summer. We have a garden. Oh, nice, nice. So you had said something like a thousand extra calories a day for mom. Now, is that during nursing? Is that during pregnancy? When is that? That's during nursing. Okay. And those thousand extra calories, I mean, that, that book that you had recommended, that, that book will have no problem telling you where to find those calories? Absolutely. Think about it. A bagel. A bagel is a huge part. Not that I recommend eating bagels every day, but they ha- I think a bagel has like 600 calories in it. Oh, man. I wish I wish you hadn't told me that just now. <laughs> it takes three days to digest a bagel, and I love bagels. Whoa. I'm an everything bagel yeah. person. Yeah. Three days to digest a bagel? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, Jessica, as we start to wrap up here, um, I just want to have you spell out the best ways for people to be in touch with you because I have a good feeling there are a few uh, expectant mothers out there who would love to give you a call right now. What's the best way to be in touch? Um, the best way is actually go on, go on to the website at thehappymodelplace.com and there's just so much information. Um, we, I support parents who are not pregnant, dads, non-dads, could come in for a massage because it, our health is important. Stress, especially now during this time, stress plays a huge part. And massage releases that. And then we offer stuff for pregnancy as jewelry support, placenta encapsulation. I know we're running short on time, but that's another thing is, so there's tons and tons of information on there for different resources that I can provide during pregnancy. So there's a contact page on there. You can just email. If you have a question, you can email the question through that page. Cool. And I get back to you. I check my email a couple times a day. Jessica Ann uh, at The Happy Mama Place on the website. Very easy to remember. It's just thehappymamaplace.com. And that's mama, M-A-M-A, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, Jessica, we are about out of time. But I want to say thank you so much for, for joining me on the show. And thanks a lot for the work that you're doing with parents all around the place. Because I think having a doula on your team seems like an incredible idea. Thank you. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow for another episode of The Morning Show. If you missed a part of this interview and you want to hear it again, it's been recorded and will be available as a podcast at radiobold.com slash taste test Thursday. Once again, my my guest Jessica Ann from The Happy Mama Place can be found online at thehappymamaplace.com. Jessica, before we go, any words of uh, wisdom or advice you'd like to share with anyone out there who might be expecting a a child soon? Yes. Um... Just educate yourself as much as possible. Education is huge, and education prevents unnecessary intervention. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning, Jessica. Thank you. All right. Have a great day, friends. Till the next time we talk, stay safe and be good to each other.